There's an old expression that to get over someone, you have to get under someone. (laughs) But when it comes to the end of a marriage, is that still the case? You're listening to Divorce Story, the podcast that will help you get back on your feet after a relationship separation. I'm Annalise Dent. And I'm Cass Thorburn. And on the show today, we're talking about getting back on the horse, or in this case, the person. And to help... (laughs) (laughs) So many visuals, Cass. (laughs) And to help us do this, we're joined by sexologist, psychologist and relationship expert, Dr Nikki Goldstein. Nikki's going to be helping us talk about everything from dating apps to sex for the first time post-divorce. Oh, yes. And uh, how's that going for you, Cass? <laughs> We're not going to talk about my sex life because I'm pretty sure my children don't want to hear about it. Yes, but I really want to hear about it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and so what about dating, though? Uh, dating is a whole nother issue, but there there is the point that they say getting over someone is getting under someone. Yes. I don't believe that's the case. I don't think that you can try and have sex with someone else and that will make you get over someone else. I think, no. I think even as, you know, as younger people before marriage, any of us that tried that, it's, it doesn't really work. You can't just move on and think that that will, you know, I'll just go and be with this person and use them for sex. And that's going to help me get over the last person. For me, I was very focused and said to my girlfriends, do not set me up on dates. I really want to get to know myself first and make sure that I'm okay before I go carrying any baggage into another relationship, even if I don't want one to be a serious relationship, but I don't want any baggage and I don't want anyone to feel that I'm using them for that purpose. Yeah, but it's kind of, you can have some fun along the way. <laughs> We've had some fun distractions, along the way. <laughs> distractions, distractions. <laughs> There's certainly fun to be had. Dr. Nikki, if we think about the end of a marriage, end of a relationship, should we be putting a time limit on when we move on to someone new? No and yes, which is the, the difficult answer. Because on one hand, there's never a right and wrong when it comes to this kind of stuff. It's what feels comfortable for you when you feel ready But the problem is for some people, they feel ready really quickly and they might have been checked out of that relationship for quite amount of time. Um, Actually, a family divorce lawyer was speaking to me and said, women normally are the ones, if they've been the the initiator of a divorce, have checked out quite a while ago and worked it all out in their heads. You know, they've worked out how everything's going to go, how they're going to tell someone, what they're going to do with the children, what they're going to do with the finances. And often a man feels ambushed. And then if that's the situation, she's quite ready to move on quickly because yeah, she has actually accepted the end of this marriage and grieved it a lot as well longer on, yeah. on her own. But then there's that shock of, oh, is it too soon? So you've got the societal pressures of saying, hang on a second, was something going on when it wasn't supposed to be going on? Or maybe she wasn't in that marriage as much as she appeared to be because she moved on so quickly. And, and it yeah, might not that. always be about moving on to another relationship. You could just be wanting to have some casual sex. Yeah, yeah it Cass, could be dating. Exactly, it could be Cass. being on the apps, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there is nothing wrong with casual sex. I know, I'm excited. And that's what you should be doing when you come out of a divorce. Yes. But it is one of those problems that we will always shame someone if they move on too quickly. But then on the flip side, if somebody takes a long time to move on, then we start questioning that as well. Mm. And we go, oh, are you wallowing? 
Are you Mm. stuck there? Are you pining over that person? So really you can't win either way. Someone's going to say it's too soon and someone else is going to say you really need to get back out there. Just because I don't want to share my life with another person at this point in time doesn't mean I'm not having a good time in my life. And you could be having casual sex and no one would know. Is that that, that, Cass? Is that that what's happening, Cass? (laughs) Did this come round to me? This is confessional. Okay, let's talk about your casual sex life. Let's talk about you. (laughs) So what about if women are feeling the pressure, they're not ready, what are some things they can do to get themselves ready and to get themselves mentally there? I really think it's strength because it's working on yourself, but not only for the strength for yourself to get back out there, deal with rejection, deal with a a changing dating world, but also to be able to confront people in your life who might be giving you a hard time or might be setting you up when you're not ready or, you know, just Mm, even though you say no. Yeah, and when you say no and then all of a sudden some guy appears and they're going, Mm. oh, meet so-and-so and And you're like, hang on, did you not listen to me ten times when I said I'm not ready to be set up because they believe that you should be moving Or nothing good comes from going out with friends friends. Nothing good can come from that. Well, then if something happens that's not right, then it always is awkward because it gets back to them. Yes. Or you feel this obligation that you've got to continue dating somebody that you were set up with. Or then they're talking to your friend going, well, you know, you, you thought that she'd like me. Why did you, you know, yeah. yeah. Do, do I sound like I'm... <laughs> yeah, Cass, tell us more about that story. No, I, want to, I want to hear more about this because I've had it before where I've actually had the friend call up and go, oh, so-and-so said that you were a bit weird. What were you doing that was going wrong? And I'm thinking there is no privacy in this situation. (laughs) So you've got to be careful when someone sets you up. It's like, thank you, but A, are you setting me up just because I'm single and just because they're single? And are you babysitting the situation that they're going back to you? I think people want to set you up because they think – they know the answer for you. It's yes. like I'll just I'll just get, get you into bed with someone else, or I'll get you in a relationship, and, and you'll therefore be fine. all your problems will disappear. No, actually, I still have to go through a divorce and a settlement and negotiate everything else, regardless of whether I'm having sex or not. But I'd hate to li- tell you, but also life still in go general, that. right? Yes. A relationship is not going to yeah. solve relaunching my career, all the things that I was trying to focus on. So this is where the strength comes in working on yourself and being able to say to those people no in a real firm way like thank you and I appreciate that you care enough about me to want to help my life but this isn't right for me at the moment and maybe tell them what you actually want them to do it might be you know can you just pick the kids up for me once a week like (laughs) instead of taking the time and effort to set me up you know what I just need actually a pampering weekend on my own to read a book and think about myself can you look after the kids this weekend that's what I need and that's where that strength comes from saying to people this is not what I need at the moment but this is what do we say Dr Nikki to the well-meaning friend who's trying to set people up I think you need to keep reassuring them where you're at, whether it's I'm not ready and I'm going through this stuff or this is not what I need at the moment. And it may be being firm with them because they won't hear it the first time. They might not hear it the second time because if they think that a relationship is going to solve all your problems, they will keep pushing this agenda on you. And if they do go to set you up and maybe they've given out your number without permission, you have every right to actually say to that person, you know, thank you, I'm sure you're a really nice guy, but I didn't actually want to be set up at the moment and I'm just going through a lot of stuff myself. Um, 
I'll no, call no, you no, when my I'm girlfriends over. would do that. There's okay, that's no good. Way they would do that. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> would you, girlfriends? Going, yeah, that, that's, no way you would do that to me. That's the message now. <laughs> do not give out my number. But if they're not giving out your number, then being able to repeatedly say to them, "I'm not ready. This is not what I need mm. at the moment." But telling them what you do need, even if it takes five, ten conversations, yeah, you know, I think it's useful because those people are there because they care, and we all need people that care for us in our lives it just might take some time to get certain messages across it's Mm. like a jewish mother you tell her you're full and she's eat 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 (laughs) same same with the croatian grandmother yeah Yeah. so let's just say someone is ready to i hate that would get back on the scene that sounds so rank just just say someone's ready to start dating again that sounds so 70s how old am i what scene (laughs) what scene and also the scene by the way may have changed greatly after you know 22 years for me between woe and go, yeah, uh, that's a long time. For the, the scene had changed a lot. There's benefits and there's also a downfall to it because I think for a lot of women especially, it's scary. You know, when we hear all this hype about, you know, this app culture and how dating and we're all disposable, you know, we hear those. And some of it's just a sex hookup. Like, I mean, you get them. For, exactly. Like, that was a date. Is that, is that what happened to you? <laughs> I love it. We just keep trying to pull it out. Like, okay, tell us what really I, happened. No, I can't be on dating apps. I mean, no. that would just, you know. That would be such a great day. How unfortunate heading. for me, hey? But, but this is a hard thing for a lot of people also too in a spotlight. You know, I've had many girlfriends that they may appear to be happy and fine and they're, they're in the public eye and really all they want is somebody who likes them for them. And it's so hard, I think, for people in that position. And I, th- I think that we don't talk about that enough because you can't be on a dating app because it's going to end up in the Daily Mail and someone's going to go, oh, look, I know who she is. And that's really difficult because when you do want to be on you know, apps or be in that environment, it feels like that option is taken away because of the consequences to that. Mm, so it's Absolutely. Even when I did Dancing with the Stars, everyone thought that Marco and I were, there was something going on there. That was the big story, you know. Mm. For those of us who can use dating apps, what are the difference? Like I know there's Tinder, there's Bumble, there's, there's, there's sites. Are there ones that are particularly for hookups? What are the differences? The problem is, is that we could say that you are looking for the type of relationship depending on where you're putting your profile. So, for example, let's take Tinder versus eHarmony, right? Tinder is known more as a hookup app. eHarmony is let's sit down for an hour, fill out a profile because I we want to connect eHarmony with someone. eHarmony was affairs. See, I had that all no. wrong. No, that's Ashley Madison. Oh, I'll count. <laughs> Don't go on that side okay. unless, <laughs> unless you're looking for trouble. <laughs> right. So you could safely say, okay, we're looking for a more of a romantic connection versus a hookup. However, Tinder hasn't always been known as that and I have plenty of friends who actually married or have babies from having met on Tinder. So this is kind of the problem is that you're trying to navigate a bit of an association as to what that app might imply. Still doesn't mean you find someone on eHarmony that you think you connect with and you go on a date and guess what he's trying to do? Just Mm. hook up. You're not safe from Mm. that. So I think what you need to do is pick maybe one or two that seem different. So it might be a website versus an app or something that seems more light and fluffy and something Whatever happened serious. to just meeting people like no, we did before No, we've moved on from that case. Oh, you can't just meet people. Not I think you can, but I think it takes so much more effort. Just being able to be out there and having those experiences again is a way to say to yourself, you know, I'm putting myself back out there and I'm not scared to explore and experiment. You might not be ready, but when you are, 
that is strength because mm. that's the scary territory is that it's new, it's different, it's potentially risky. When you feel that you can be in that position again. And the excitement of it, strength. like kissing. I remember like kissing was a it's really like a big deal. <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, my God, this is so much fun. Fun. But that is the strength. You know, when you're talking about rebuilding yourself and finding out who you are and trusting yourself as well, because, you know, there will be that hesitancy of, am I going to get hurt again? Or I don't know what I'm doing, or I'm scared to go here. And I've got so much more on the line now than just being in my 20s and dating and who really cared what happened. When you can get yourself into that position where there is some risk and it is a bit scary, maybe it can be a bit awkward. That's when you're strong. You might not feel strong because you think, oh, my God, I've got no idea what I'm doing or I'm really scared who this person is or, you know, what colour condom no do time, I use? There's no time li- limit, right? I no, don't want anyone listening no. thinking if you haven't by this point in time, then you're not over something or Definitely you're not, not over someone. I think it's really important to encourage everyone to know that everyone's journey is their own and it doesn't mean that you're not over it if you're focused more on the children or relaunching the career or there's an illness in the family or, you know, like lots of things happened for me. My dad died, like other things got in the road of a lot of what people think of as getting over it. It's like there was loads to deal with. And I think that we we shouldn't make people feel like there is quick race out and do this because that's going to be the answer to all your problems. But I think as well, Cass, I know for a lot of girlfriends, they have gone through a a Tinder spree where immediately it's been a distraction and they might have been dating and dating and having sex because that's what they needed at that time. That's what helped them distract themselves. And then eventually they did pull back from that and they did do the work. So I think it's just important that Mm. that helps people too. And that's okay. If that helps you... That's fun Absolutely. as long as you're being safe and but using a condom. You know what I mean? Like that's okay too. Yes, mum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also throwing it out there, you know, there is a pressure to get over someone. Now, I don't know if we ever really do get over somebody. I mean, I think about, you know, a long-term relationship of seven years. Yes, I'm no longer with the person. Yes, I fell out of love with them. But I will always have fond feelings and I will always have a connection because that was so many years of my past and my development as an adult. So I, I also think when we talk about you've got to get over someone, it's okay not to get over somebody completely. As long as you're moving on with life and as long as you're focusing on yourself and you're not sitting in that headspace of you know being completely present with that person, it's okay always still to have that little flame or that little something for that person that you're with for so many years. So I think sometimes we put too much pressure that you're just supposed to wake up one day and forget they ever existed. Well, they're part of your story. Yes. You know, part of my story is that I have three children and they have a father, of course, and he was part of my story. Well, where you got to now and the woman that you are is who you shared your life with. Well, up until that point, once we separated, then it became my new chapter Mm -hmm. and I got to design what I wanted to do with it, which is why we're sitting here today, because Mm. I made the decision to go in this direction. But I don't think that I can say that there's no relationship because, of course, there is. He's the father of my children, but I don't have a relationship now. My children do, and I support that relationship. So I think that's another important thing for people to remember. Don't ever think that that's a negative thing, of course. Mm. So, it's you know, the pressure to get over them, 
I think maybe it's instead of getting over them, change where they are in your life. Mm. It might not be the romantic partner. It might not be the intimate partner. But you can have those beautiful fond memories, even though if there's been like a ton of really crappy ones that happen towards the end, you can still go back to the beginning of your relationship and times and happier times and go, you know what, it was really good back then or we were able to have this beautiful family unit and we have these fond memories. You don't have to be completely over them, but you do need to shift what role they have in your mind. Absolutely. I think you can hear, you know, songs at different periods in your life that remind you of different things. It might be your weddings, you know, your wedding song or whatever it is. When you get to that point where you can just kind of smile and go, you know what? That's cool. Yeah, like, that I was a cool that's day. A good spot. I looked yeah. great. I loved my dress. <laughs> that's you know? right. Instead you know? of going that bastard, yeah. you know, being able to go, well, what a cool day that was, you know, and I had all my friends and family there and okay, it didn't work out, but that's the case for a lot of people these days and it's the norm. That's what we're stepping into with relationships is that, and this is I think a great thing as well, no one is alone in this. You know, it's such a common thing and mm. people get so caught up in should it be common, should it not be common, should it be working harder. We actually have to be grateful that we have no-fault divorce. Um, I come from a family where my grandfather got divorced pre-1975. So you actually had to prove something was going on and it mm. was a, a huge big thing. So we, on one hand, we have this capability to be able to leave relationships that are not working. Some people should maybe look at staying or that, but that's everyone's personal choice. It's a very hard line to kind of draw on the sand. But regardless, so many people have the option to find themselves again, mm. to repartner or not to repartner, but to live a happy life when things haven't been necessarily happy at home, to restructure a family. It doesn't mean that you're not a family anymore. And I think the fact that no one is alone in that these days, and it is common, and even for kids, you know, kids nowadays mm. will grow up with lots of other kids in class that have you know, multiple parents and their parents split up or maybe their parents were never even together in the first place. Whereas when I was at school, you know, you knew the people on one hand whose parents were divorced and it was a big thing or the parents would wait until the kids finished school and then there was this surge in parents splitting up. Nowadays, it's not uncommon. So therefore, having people to support you and normalise it is a really positive thing. Mm. If we think about people who might be listening who haven't dated in 10, 20, 30 years, has much changed in terms of, you know, I remember, um, you know, that Sex in the City episode where Charlotte talked about the rules and you've got to wait Why are you looking three at me? I never watched Sex in the City. <laughs> I love it the way we, everything always goes back, goes to, back sex to Sex in the City. city. <laughs> but do you remember, you know, there the was the rules and you've got to wait three dates to have sex and you've got to wait for him to message or you can't be... In the way that everything's so changed in terms of there's WhatsApp, there's Tinder DMs, there's... Is WhatsApp a dating thing? <laughs> no, WhatsApp no, is... Oh, what? But you can WhatsApp... Just, like can another text. one? I know, I'm on that one? and I'm like, oh my goodness, no. is that like one that I'm actually on? <laughs> no, so there's so many ways that we can contact people. Yeah. What are some of the norms of dating? Just like the, the top sort of do's and don'ts of calling versus WhatsApping versus Instagram DMing, swipe. Like how do we actually contact each other? What are some of the new rules, if any? Okay, so I think we have completely thrown out so many rules now because it is confusing. It's fast paced. We have female empowerment. You know, we're taking the, you know, the leading role for a lot of these situations. So when it comes to navigating all those dating apps, I actually think sometimes introducing a little bit of old fashioned dating etiquette can work because people are not used to people calling each other. So whether you're matching on Tinder or you've DM'd somebody on Twitter or LinkedIn. I know all these people chat with with someone on well, 
Yeah, you chat before you date. No, but you're not chatting. You're texting. Yes, I it's know. Not a, but this That's is the problem. It, it, you're not really gauging a proper conversation. So whatever mode it is that you meet someone, no matter how unorthodox or even if it's not a dating app, I think it's always good to actually pick up the phone and have a call because one of the problems is that we are so distracted by technology. There are multiple people probably trying to get that person's attention. Oh, you know, If somebody is on an app, they're not just talking oh, now to we're one in competition. person. Goodness, no, yeah. no. now <laughs> we're in competition. No, come on. Yeah, yeah, because people are on dating multiple Mul- dating apps and, and they're dating you and different people, people at once. Then, Cass then, looks so confused. <laughs> I am confused. Because you like, think about how many people you could – if we just take a swipe dating app, you think about how many people you could swipe through in a day. Mm. No, we swipe right or left? Well, regardless what way. If you're swiping right, right you're saying, hey, let's chat. So if you match, yeah. there's a chance that you could have multiple matches a day. So if someone's talking to you, you're probably not the only person that they're exploring on a dating app. I see this. This is <laughs> Which, just all too much. But it's not, a, it's not about changing yourself, but I think when you can call someone and have a chat – and you can gauge a little bit about your personality. If well, how you many vibe. other people are you tuning at the moment? No, Is that what we no, ask? you can't ask you that can't straight ask, away. You don't ask that because no. I think you always tuning just have to means assume. talking. You know, right? It oh no, mean, tuning means talking. No, out. it doesn't. Sit. Oh, oh, no, it doesn't. So my, uh, I see. I've got teenagers. Tuning oh. actually now just means texting with. Oh, the, God. The, careful. It's, it's <laughs> not exclusive. Word, see, I actually know something. I know. I'm really You're not exclusive, but you would be offended if if you found out they were tuning one of your friends oh wow yeah which can so happen tuning's just chatting oh, but you think if you're if you're not a teenager and you're in the dating world yes. there is a chance that somebody's talking to you and talking to your well, friend a, and you have no idea that's happened very, to me yeah right. quite a few high, times because <laughs> oh. when the when the apps were on um location settings so you're looking at a specific area away from you if you live in the same area as some friends of yours and mm-hmm. it, it can happen so is that to say that it's it's not right I mean it's just kind of the byproduct of dating apps but it's not about changing yourself or kind of putting up your hand I'm going so pick me pick are me. we telling people that they should get onto dating apps or is that's what yes. that's that is that is yeah. the way but, but right. that's the way we're meeting people text now. a few times mm. see if there's something that you like about that person that just interests you but then why not pick up the call and have a chat because you probably want to find out, well, am I going to waste my time with somebody that it's just going to fizzle or is there something at least interesting that we can have a conversation? So regardless of mm. whether it's the perfect match or not, it's a great dinner date conversation or you write it off as a, okay, they were and a nice you person don't want but not too for me. much in common because that would be too much like dating yourself. We just want to be able to have a conversation really and keep mm. it going because that's when you're going to start knowing stuff about each other, exploring intimacy, exploring a connection. But I think it's so important to get that call back in there. So at least you're also able to say to that person, hey, I'm a real person. I'm just not a photo with messages underneath, which I think people can get detached when we're electronic. It's like we're not real people. Mm. You know, when you're able to say, no, I'm human. I'm in the flesh. I'm talking to you. This is who I am. There is that more of a exploration for a connection to say, well, do I get along with you enough that we could have drinks and just have a good time. What about older men or women that might separate in their, you know, early 60s, late 50s, 70s? Like, what about that? I mean, what's, you know... That's an absolute um, minefield. I had a friend of mine, not quite in the 60s, but in the 50s range... And, you know, there were so many people on those apps in her age range. Oh, yeah, you can just choose the bracket. 
And oh. she was mm. having a ball because after, you know, 20 odd years of, of marriage and not thinking she would end up in this position. I think I'm missing out on something yeah, here. Yeah, you if I'm are. Not. Oh, right. Okay. But we, Tinder's, we, I swipe on my sisters. It's very fun. I think we should maybe just get like a profile photo that's kind of you looking off in the distance, maybe change your <laughs> name. And then Annalise and I will just swipe along yeah. and be like, oh, he's hot. Yeah, we're like him. <laughs> we'll call you Mass Forburn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mass. <laughs> I think we could have a lot of fun. You don't actually have to go on dates with them. I think Annalise and I just want to live vicariously through you and just see what these men are like. We're like, yeah, he And this is the fun thing about it, right? We need to be saying to men and women, if you find yourself going through a divorce, it's not all terrible. There are lots of fun, positive things to think about, right? Not Well, this is like getting back into this world again, which there is a lot of excitement to yes. it as well. Like who knows who you're going to meet? And it's not necessarily about finding a long-term partner again, but you just might have some hilarious dates and funny experiences when you thought that this wouldn't be a part of your life anymore. Dr. Nikki, thank you so much for coming and chatting thank to us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, that thank was... you. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sold on the app thing for me. <laughs> Don't worry. Okay, we'll have I'll a dinner party. Mass we'll do a dinner party <laughs> and Annalise will do your profile yes. and then we'll sit there and swipe as you. So, oh, I'm so mass. I'm so <laughs> mad. <laughs> Let's see how it goes. <laughs> Thank you. Today's divorce story is from Claudia. Now, she was with her ex for seven years and they had a four and a one-year-old when they separated. She started dating again after three months and was a self-described Tinderella. Tinderella? Yes. What, what, what's a Tinderella? Someone who is just all over Tinder, baby, and she just dated heavily and... And left lo- her shoes in all sorts of places. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Seven years later, she's dating the one person now and she's deleted the dating apps. I've had a solid you know, two or three years of it, Tinderella, I, I call it, um, I was all over it. So how often were you into it? Cass, so Cass, uh, Cass knows nothing about Tinder. I just thought let you know, Claudia. <laughs> I don't know anything. As in like, you know, it, during the day, like how, how often would I be on it? Well, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it, does, it does become quite an addiction. Like you'd sort of at night when the kids are in bed, you'd just start swiping. It's like when you check all of your social media, you'd get on Tinder and you know, have a few swipes. And there was times where I was on, you know, a couple of different sites at once, on Bumble, Tinder. Um, They're pretty much the main ones. Was it just because you wanted to have some casual sex or were you looking for a relationship? Uh, A bit of both. But it just sort of becomes like a bit of a companionship thing. It's like when you're having chats with people, it's just like having that connection and, you know, having people finding you interesting and paying attention and then you get excited about going on a date and it, you know, didn't really matter what I was looking for. It was just that having a connection with someone. Coming out of a long-term relationship and and dating as a a single mum for the first time and the whole new world of dating apps because you wouldn't have experienced that prior to your ex-relationship, was that, what was that like? Uh, it was great. I found it very liberating. So I came out of a relationship that there was no affection or intimacy towards the end. So I, I found that really exciting. I was, and I wasn't really nervous the first time I had sex. Oh, it was okay. Great. So and <laughs> and so you went into it and knew that that's what you were up for that night, and yep. you weren't nervous. Why do you think that is? Well, I was a little bit nervous, but I was more excited. 
Was that your objective? Is that what we're saying? So that night you yep. decide, oh, okay. Yep. Oh, yeah. Put it on your to-do list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. DTF. <laughs> Do you know what DTF is, Cass? D- yeah, to-do list. No. <laughs> I don't it's down to and then the oh, F word. Oh, oh, Like you're down to, mm. Oh, right. Okay, so, and so did you, when you had set up your profile and you were looking for casual sex, was that something that you put on your profile? Did you put DTF? Is that something that people do? Yep. Nowadays, though, they put Netflix and chill, which is code for just wanting to have a good time. So what? As, in, as in wanting to have sex or? Yeah, wanting to have sex. They put Netflix and chill. That's no, no, but Netflix and sex. chill. I, 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 I would have put Netflix and chill because I oh do God. like to watch Netflix. And like, I know. Well, so I was doing it for a couple of months before someone told me. I was like, oh, that's awkward. Did you did you getting, wonder why you were hooking up with people yeah, who didn't want to watch Netflix? <laughs> I was getting proposition left, right and centre. I was getting, you know, dick pics sent to me. It oh, was my crazy. God. And you're like, but I thought we were watching Netflix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have thought that. I would have thought that. I so because yeah. the little the little lingo's like that. They change all the time, so it's really hard to keep up with it. Is there a manual on the side of Tinder that you can look up? <laughs> there's no, not. But there should be. There should be. The, there needs, there's there's an idea be. for an app. Right. Mm. Right. I'd have changed all the time though. Do you think that any how much had changed in the dating world? between your marriage, you know, when you were dating before you got married to, to when you started dating again? Oh, hugely. It, it was so different. Um, the main difference I think it's made, I think it's made a big difference to just the dating scene in general. I don't think people try as hard when they go out or are aware of picking up people because they've got their Tinder dates planned for later or they've just been on one. So they're out and they're not really looking. Oh, mm. and they might not have allocated the appropriate amount of time. It, well, exactly that oh. too. But I just think, you know, it's so easy to just jump back on. So people don't really take the time to get to know each other as much. It's a real buyer's market, isn't it? Yes. So, it Claudia, did you go on knowing that? No, that's just something that I observed right. as, I was, as I was going along. Is, yeah. is there a way of getting out of a date quickly if you've – uh, match with someone online and you very, very quickly realise that they're not right for you and you want to get out of there. Is oh, there a way to do it? Do we do we fake the phone call? Are there sort of yep, little you tips? fake the phone call. Right. So you, you, don't, you just, you know, when you're going to your settings and you're picking your ringtone, just put, put your ringtone on. Mm-hmm. Oh. I've and been left. telling my girlfriends, I say to a girlfriend, can you ring me at this time? And if I say, yep. if I say, you know, having a great time, that, you know, that's I'm admitting to them, you know, I'm fine. But if I'm not, I just say something to her about, oh, really? I better go home then. So yes. that, yeah, it gets me That's out. That's a great idea. That's yeah. a great idea. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, girlfriends, you should always tell them where you're going. Not that I'm on dating apps to get on that no. date. I just want to clarify. is not <laughs> yet on dating So apps. what other apps, other than Tinder, did you go on more than one? I used Tinder. I've used Bumble. Um, there's one called Hinge. Hinge. Which is Hinge, like a, door a bit hinge. of a newish one, right. um, and oh, what was the other? Oh, uh, plenty of fish. I went on for a little while. So, did you meet your now partner on any of those? Yeah, that was on Tinder. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. So, these stories of meeting on Tinder are true. Yeah, and there's Tinder babies. Yeah. It's a thing now. It's not oh, just for hookups. Tinder, yeah, yeah. I think it's sort of more for hookups now. I think it's gone down that path. But oh, really? 
Yeah. I reckon the best the best dates I've been on, and you know, I've had a a lot of dates, and maybe <laughs> not bragging or anything. <laughs> Honestly, though, most of them have been lovely people that just weren't for me. You know, there was just yeah. not that chemistry. Mm. But they're you know beautiful people. Um, a couple, you know, that I'm still sort of friends with, so that's nice. Oh, it is really nice. What about did did you say you had children straight into the whole dating app thing? Absolutely. Yeah. What about when you were just DTF? Because isn't that the thing where if you're just DTF, you don't oh, mention yeah, the kids. No. When yeah. you're just looking for casual hookups, you just don't put kids because it's not really – you don't need to know. Yeah, yeah you don't need to know. But, but if, if, there, if, if there's, you're dating, something, there's something more, right. if there's a vibe and a bit of a connection. I think it should I be have... UFI, up for it. Oh, not... no. That sounds like <laughs> a UFO. <laughs> <laughs> or an STD. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a terrible That's name. A way isn't... to reel them in, Cass. Oh, oh. Well, I just don't like the F part being used. I just thought, you know, up for it sounds, you know, it's nicer. A bit classy. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh. So what was it like dating with kids? How did you fit it in? Oh, it's such a struggle. You've got to get your diaries out, especially if they've got kids. <laughs> <laughs> Then you've got to align, you know, they might, you know, have their kid-free weekend on a different weekend to you. Oh, it can be a nightmare. Oh, so you need to align the kid-free weekends. Yeah, yeah, Mm. yeah. It's hard. Mm. And have you introduced your kids to the new partner? No. Okay, so you like to keep it separate. When did you get exclusive? What was the thing we used? Oh, yes. the term? The the telling? Down to, oh, gosh, I've got my acronyms mixed up. It was... Define the relationship. DTR. That's right, DTR. DTR, define oh, the relationship. I haven't relationship. heard that one. Yeah, it's new. That, so you have like a DTR combo. Yeah, so you define, when did you define the relationship? Cass is just really oh. hanging on the edge of her seat here. <laughs> 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 oh, probably a couple of months in. Couple I can't tell you how long it took me to work out LMAO, by the way. Mm. I mean, that took months. I can't, you know, like I don't, yeah. So, so, so you did wait a couple of months to have it. Do you know how many others he was tuning on <laughs> <laughs> tuning on these apps while you were – do you know how many others? No, I think we are both sort of dating a few other people at the time, maybe two others each. But oh, this sounds exhausting. I'm exhausted <laughs> like, by this. But, it, but, no, but it, it did change pretty quickly. I, without us having a conversation, I knew when he wasn't dating other people and vice versa. Oh. So we probably went for a couple of months just seeing each other and neither of us wanted to have that conversation. <laughs> but did you did you delete the apps though? Because that's the big thing, isn't it? When people yes. delete the apps, that's like the big sign to say. It's a big sign, mm-hmm. yeah. But that was after a couple of months. So it could have been. I don't know, but I don't think it was. But wait a second, Claudia. Back in the day, if you were dating someone and they were sleeping with someone else, you wouldn't keep dating them. So you're telling me that now you might mm. start dating someone on an app and be sleeping with them but not expect them not to be sleeping with someone else on the app. That's so true. That that does happen. Oh, Cass's face. She's looking very mm. disturbed. This is the thing. It it's a buyer's disturbing. market now, Cass. A buyer's and you market. Don't know. Yes. And there's all these insecurities. There's no like, shortage oh God, of housing here. <laughs> there's not. There's not a shortage of housing. It's not a buyer's market, darling. No, there's plenty of men and women. No, but it's just because it is so much more ready, readily available and accessible, yep. you know, oh, well. everyone's and doing I it. Think, I think um, – that's where ghosting comes in because you can have like a wonderful date with someone and then and you're still chatting and whatever and then all of a sudden they'll just disappear and I think it's because 
they've gone and met someone else. I know. I think I did that and then I found out it was called ghosting. Mm. Yeah. I hadn't met yeah, someone else. Just I just reply. wasn't interested in chatting. Totally, yeah. I can't believe you ghosted someone. That's so I didn't mean, mean. I, I didn't mean to ghost. I mean, I sort of said, you know, like, you, you're nice to meet you but, you know. Oh, no, that's not, not ghosting. Not my thing. No, no and then no, I didn't answer ghosting. when he kept trying. Oh, yeah, but he's just got to take the, the hint there. Right. He's, you've, no, if, you've you've given him the oh. one, if you've given him the one, right. you know, the text saying no, that's not ghosting. Ghosting is literally nothing. So you'll be like, you know, message them and then nothing back. It's like they just disappear off the face of the earth. Oh, like if I change my number. What? what if I change as a phone number. Oh, no, that's not the case. <laughs> oh, Cass. <laughs> oh, there's no hope for me here. I'm really glad it worked out for you, though, Claudia. It sounds amazing. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait for my children to grow up in an environment where they can be having sex with someone and that person's having sex with someone else off the same app. Like it's it's, a, it's amazing. I'm so excited by this whole revelation. <laughs> Thank you. It might go back the other way, Cass. You never know. Yeah, you, the trends and things happen. Um, for someone who's listening who might not have entered the dating world but is kind of thinking about it and wanting to and maybe scared, what advice would you have for them going into it? I think you've really got to wait until you're ready because, and you've got to feel quite strong and be quite resilient because, the, you know, if you get ghosted, it can be quite crushing. Yeah. Um, and, to, you know, or you might go on a wonderful date and think, oh, they're great. And then they'll send you a text saying, no, didn't feel it or, you know, whatever. So you do have to be ready for rejection. Ready. You have to be ready, ready for rejection and just ready for the whole process. Cause, and it's quite consuming. It can be quite time con- consuming as well, especially when you've got kids and you work and all that. Like, it takes a big chunk out of your life, so I think you've got to be in the right headspace. I couldn't but, fit this in in singing lessons and tennis and, I mean, all the <laughs> things. I mean, it's a very busy after school. It's yeah, very busy. you can do it while they're in the lessons. You mm-hmm. swipe while they're in the, in the singing lessons. Like yeah, but when am I catching up with them for the sex that I get to have while someone else is also having sex oh. with them? I mean, I mean, it just sounds so attractive, right? Like, oh, you're in your singing lesson. Let me just go down and sort this out. Oh, and then they can, you know, go around and sort the next. Like, what is it? Like, I, I don't know. I'm not sold. Well, people no, fit it in, Cass. You just do the swiping. The swiping. The swiping. Not, not the sexing during actually, singing. You don't actually the swiping. go and have sex while the kids are at singing. Well, I, oh. I haven't. No. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know, Claudia. I'm very, very pleased about that. You can now. You're now in, in a relationship. <laughs> acceptable to do that. Uh, Claudia, thank you so much for sharing your divorce story with us and um, for scaring Cassandra <laughs> Bobbin out of ever dating again. This has been quite enlightening. Thank oh, you. I'm going down. I'm going home and shutting down my daughter's Snapchat. It's like, <laughs> I mean, I'm just shutting the whole lot down, right? Our foil around ASAP. the house. Yeah, TikTok, Wi-Fi TikTok. off. <laughs> thanks, Claudia. Claude, thanks so much. No worries, guys. If you want to hear more from us, follow us on our socials at Cass Thorburn and at Annalise Dent. Divorce Story is produced by me, Annalise Dent. And me, Cass Thorburn. The executive producer is Eliza Ratliff. And so you don't miss out on any episodes, make sure you hit subscribe. And if you liked what you heard, then please feel free to rate and leave us a review.